This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Earlier in the show, we checked in with the Greater Chicago Food Depository about high rates of hunger in our area. Now, let's talk about a community meal project that's raising money to fight hunger. This winter, you can head to the hideout bar and lounge on the north side for soup and bread to go. It's back after a two-year pandemic hiatus. Now, all proceeds from soup sales go to grassroots food security programs all across the city. A different one each month. And joining us now for our Food Friday is Soup and Bread founder Martha Bain. Martha, welcome to Reset. Thanks, Sasha, for having me. I've got to say, Martha, you've got a lot of excited people in, in the building here at, at WBEZ <laughs> that you're on. Uh, so take us back to the beginning of this venture. You started Soup and Bread back in 2008. How did the idea come together? Um, actually, it was 2009, but um, it was... Uh, um, I was working at the time as a bartender at the hideout, and I was working um, on Wednesday afternoons. And I don't know, anybody who's familiar with the hideout knows it's primarily a music venue, and uh, in the afternoon, early evening, there's not a lot of traffic. Um, So it was slow, and there was this relatively empty bar, and I talked to the owners and decided that we should try to use the space for something useful. Mm. Um, So what happened, what it was in the before times um, was a weekly event where I would solicit different people to um, donate pots of soup to the event, Um, up to eight people every week. And then um, we would get bread donated from local bakeries and people would come and eat it, uh, you know, in the space, uh, in the back room of the bar there. Um, and we would take pay-what-you-can donations that every week we donate to different hunger relief organizations. Um, nice. And it started out pretty small. Like the first couple of weeks, we only had three soup cooks cooking. But by the end of that winter, uh, it had already kind of exploded into an event where we had six to eight people donating soup every week. Nice. We'll talk more about the hideout for a second. For those who aren't aware, just tell us exactly where to find that space and the vibe. What's the vibe like? Um, so the hideout is a bar and music club um, uh, at 1354 West Wabantia. It's basically smack dab in the middle of what is in the process of becoming the Lincoln Yards development, which okay. is a whole other story. Um, so I'm not actually sure what neighborhood. It's always been sort of a, a, a space that's in between neighborhoods. I'm sorry about my text messaging going off. Um uh, so it's uh, just off of Elson Avenue there on Wabantia. Gotcha. Um, it is a very, very small um, wood frame house that's been around since uh, the turn of the last century, essentially. Uh, we don't know exactly when it first became a bar, but the first liquor license was issued for the space after Prohibition ended. So mm-hmm. in one way or another, it's been a public house and a tavern and a gathering place for a very, very long time. And you've been getting great response from the public, right? Yeah. Um, uh, for soup and bread? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if we have. Um, so we, we started doing this in 2009 and ran every winter from the beginning of January to the end of March, every Wednesday afternoon and evening um, for the up and right up until March 11th, 2020. And we routinely had packed houses. We, you know, raised anywhere from uh, you know, two hundred to six or seven hundred dollars a week in pay what you can donations for the meals. Um, we published a cookbook. Um, we have had people uh, who have come to Soup and Bread over the years who then move away, have taken the idea and replicated it in their own communities. Um, 
in the Midwest and beyond. There was um, my favorite story is that there was a musician who came uh, to visit from uh, Oslo, Norway, a couple of years ago, and he came to Secret Bread and mm-hmm. thought it was really cool and took it home and started doing an event at a club in Oslo wow. um, that was wildly successful. I don't know if it's still running at this point. That's but, pretty um, awesome. Yeah, it was. But we went. My friend, my friend Sheila Sachs, who helps me run the project, um, we went out to Oslo in 2018 to go visit and had a great time. How much money have you been able to raise for for local food pantries over the last 13 plus years? I am a terrible bookkeeper, but my back of the envelope calculations are that it's at this point it's over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. But when you had to and stop, it's all, it's all in like wadded up one and five dollar bills that people drop into a crock pot every week. Yeah. Well, I wonder when you had to stop production back in March 2020, how did that go for you? What was it like? It was pretty emotional, honestly. It was, um, we had, you know, that was the week that everything was coming down. So every, I was getting a lot of messages from people. Should we do this? Are we still going to, is it still going to happen? I had all the cooks and every DJ and everything lined up. Um, ultimately, we decided to go forward with it on that night, um, even though about half the cooks decided that they didn't feel comfortable coming. Um, the, and the, the, our, the DJ, who's a friend of mine, backed out because her child begged her not to come. Um, mm-hmm. So at that point, people were um, becoming very, very aware very, very quickly that we were in trouble. Um, but we went forward with it on that, on that night uh, as a kind of a scaled-back event. And when it was all over... We, um, when it was over, um, my friend, uh, Amanda and I, who was helping me that night, we just looked at each other and we were like, we can't do this again. Yeah. And, um, I was, I was pretty emotional. And then the whole city shut down a couple days later. So, so when you, when it comes to the menu, you talk about how you have, uh, different friends and, and chefs sort of contribute, uh, a pot of soup e- each week. Where do you get the bread? Um, we, uh, in the, in the past, we've gotten it from a bunch of different bakeries, most recently and regularly from Publican Quality Bread, who have been incredibly supportive of everything that we do. Um, they're a really, really great team of people. And now with um, the Super and Bread to Go project, we're getting it both from the Publican and from um, Middlebrow Bakery. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Soup and Bread founder Martha Bain for our weekly Food Friday series on the program. Uh, talk more, Martha, about where you source your ingredients for the soup. Um, so in, in again, there's sort of like a before times and a, and right. a after times. <laughs> yes. But uh, so previously we would just, we, I would, we had people bringing soups from all walks of life. We had professional cooks and caterers and other people kind of involved in the local food system in different ways, grocers, farmers, um, and also a lot of artists and musicians and people from the hideout community who were just avid home cooks. That was in the past. Um, yeah. With Soup and Bread to Go, which we just started in January, um, on January 19th was the first one, we're working just with two cooks, um, my friend Ethan Fisher, who works with Urban Canopy, uh, which is a local um, a multifaceted sort of uh, urban farm and food distribution and composting operation. Okay. And my friend Allison Scott, right now is uh, working at Florial Cafe. And so they are both professional cooks with commercial kitchens, and they are sourcing recipes from other local chefs and then cooking up the soup in their commercial kitchen spaces, packaging up in quart containers, and then um, 
bringing that to the hideout, and uh, that's and that's how we're distributing it right now. Um, they're sourcing ingredients. Uh, I know we're getting a lot of ingredients sourced from Urban Canopy. Mm-hmm. I believe we're also getting some things donated from Local Foods, which is uh, the Local Foods Grocery, which is right across the alley from the hideout on um, Willow Street. Um, so we're, we're definitely been friends with them and partnering with them as nice. well. Well, let's get back to that cookbook you mentioned earlier. You pu- you published a book of recipes. This was back in 2011. It's called mm-hmm. The Soup and Bread Cookbook, Building Community One Pot at a Time. You just reissued it last year. What's new? Um, so, the yeah, the cookbook is a collection of recipes from um, all from soups and breads that were donated, that were brought to Soup and Bread in those, those early years. Uh, and it was published, like you said, in 2011 by uh, Agate Publishing, which is based in Evanston. And it was sold, did pretty well for a while, and eventually went out of print. And I decided to bring it back last year after, not last year, sorry, time, uh, 2020, mm-hmm. <laughs> for, uh, after a couple months after we were into the the, full, the, the you know into COVID, um, as a way to just um, you know raise a little bit of money. And also, it seemed like people were doing a lot of cooking at home, so maybe it would find a new audience. Yeah. Um, I myself, so I'm, I'm eyeing your chili section right now. Chili for competition, <laughs> are, chapter four. Some of those are really good. <laughs> some of those are really good. I mean, they're all really good. Uh, um, so the, the, the new edition is uh, just has a new forward that I wrote, kind of bringing it a little bit up to date and talking about the impact that COVID had had on both on soup and bread, the um, the event, and on um, the city, and on you know um, hunger, uh, hunger and food access issues. Any recipes that you want to highlight? What are your favorites in the book? Oh, that's always everybody's question. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have a favorite. I feel like I can't, you know, I, I can't. Well, I said favorites. I you can one. you can list a few. Don't worry. But they are. I mean, what I do, I do love. What I really love about the book is it's not just recipes. It's the stories of people's recipes, and really, you know, each recipe comes framed by the story of the cook and where they got the recipe and what their experience was like, either learning how to cook or with this particular recipe or what mm-hmm. it was like coming to soup and bread and serving it. Um, for me, soup and bread is, uh, you know, it's a meal and it's a, a hunger relief fundraiser, but it's really a community building project. And it's all about kind of bringing people together in this common space to share a meal. Yeah. And um, and the cookbook, I think, functions that way as well. As it's a way of bringing a bunch of different voices together from all walks of life kind of around the same subject. Well, what are your tips um, for, for those who are newer to cooking, Martha? What should they keep in mind? Um, I think that uh, the, you know, the key to um, the key to successful soup is a successful stock. Um, if you start with a good stock, it's hard to go wrong. I mean, I think there's probably a life metaphor in there somewhere, but mm-hmm. um, so there, and there are some recipes for stock in the back, in the cookbook. Um, you know, if you start with uh so start with a good foundation and build on it from there. And the thing about the thing that newbies to soup cooking in particular can take away is it's really hard to mess it up. Soup is very, very forgiving. Um, and you can, um, you know, I make oftentimes at home, I just make kind of what I call back of the refrigerator soup. And sometimes yeah. it's better than others, frankly. Sometimes it's, you know, yeah, I make, I make like two other people, but yeah, I make. I think a grand total of two soups. So to hear you say that it's 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 easier than I, I thought it would be to sort of venture into others, that's uh, that's great. <laughs> what are you, what are your favorite soups? Well, I like to make uh, a Jamaican chicken soup. It's 
the the difference being it's just it's full of like chicken stock it's got you put dumplings in there you'll put mm-hmm. pumpkins that's sort of the base um and then i i like to make uh, a good beef or, or turkey chili those sound really good mm-hmm. they are yummy sure. but but i want to i want to venture out i want to branch out and, and your 200 page book is is, is going to be <laughs> where i start um just about 10 seconds here martha tell us where folks can go to learn more about soup and bread um, they can go to our website, which is soupandbread.net, um, or they can look on the Hideouts homepage, which is hideoutchicago.com. Awesome. That's Martha Bain, founder of Soup and Bread. Martha, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.